All right, let's go to our Bibles. We're going to be in John chapter 5. On today, we're continuing the same theme of breaking through life. We're breaking through life. If you notice, the dance team, uh, dance ministry, danced to the same song last week. Uh, and, and that is because sometimes we don't really realize or understand things until we see it in repetition. Amen. So we need to see repetition. Amen. In order to get it embedded into us. That we are called to live. Hallelujah. In a dying world, we are called to live. Hallelujah. With a failing body, we are called to live. Am I making sense in this room? Amen. So John chapter 5, when you get it, we ask that you please stand and we'll read it from the King James Version this, year, this week. John chapter 5, starting with verse 1. Y'all there? Very familiar story. I preached it before. Lord's give me, show me some different revelation with it. Amen. So I'm going to give you what he says. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep gate, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I want you to look towards heaven and say, Lord, deliver me. Come on, say it again. Say, Lord, deliver me. Come on, one more time. Say, Lord, deliver me. Now say from people. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we're about to share. We pray now, Father God, that since heaven is open and your presence is here, we pray, Lord, that this spirit will continue to move through your manservant to give what the people need on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, deliver me from people. My God. We see in Genesis the creation account where God created man. And he created purpose or provision. And then he created man. Uh, Kia, you in there? Mute seven? Whoever number the track is. All right, take it out of monitor too. Thanks. Is it mute? Whoever the number the track is. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm 
So, okay, back to what I'm saying. Okay, so uh, he created man. He created provision first and placed man in it. Um, so what that means is that man had already had a pre-made, provided place for him with provision. And God created man in provision. And so he created man with provision and gave him responsibility uh, to take care of or to be the Lord or to be the leader uh, or, or to be the, the king or the man, as I would say, over his creation, over his provision. He, he, he wanted man to manage his provision. And in the managing of the provision of God, Adam came to a realization that he was alone. He came to a realization that after he had managed the animals that God had given him and he had named them, he noticed that there were two kinds of animals made. There were the male animal and the female animal. And so he realized that not only was there not another female, there was nothing of Adam's kind that was created. So Adam felt alone. He felt alone because there was nothing that looked like him. There was nothing that he could relate to. And, and, and in him managing, he realized that there was, there was an issue. And he realized that he was on this great big earth. And he was in this garden, but he was by himself. And God, because they walked together, knew what Adam needed. And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. All one. It's not good for man to be on an island. It's not good for man to have to work by himself. Amen. And so in this word alone, we have to understand uh, uh, means uh, can also mean lonely. Amen. It means lonely. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be lonely. And many people in the body of Christ go through loneliness. And we have to understand loneliness is a root issue. And loneliness causes us to do many things that are out of the will of God. Because when loneliness comes, we start looking outside of God to fulfill. Because we have to understand there's certain things that God will not fulfill in our lives through himself. That's why he created a helpmeet. That's why he created a woman. That's why he created another individual that, that, that looked like Adam, that was like Adam. Because there are certain things that God won't do. Amen. There are certain things that only another human being can fulfill in our lives. Amen. And we have to understand that. And that's why God says it's not good for, be, for man to be alone. And so loneliness comes. And then loneliness comes and we begin to look outside of God or outside of the will of God to try to find things to fulfill our loneliness. Can you imagine how lonely Adam and Eve must have felt after they lost Abel? Not only did they lose Abel, they lost Cain. They lost two sons in one day. And, and, and so and so now, you know, can you imagine how lonely they felt? They're back at square one again. Can, can you imagine? And, and many times we, uh, we, we, we judge Samson. And, and we say that Samson had a woman problem or Samson had a lust issue. But if we read the story of Samson, we'll realize that Samson was married to a Philistine woman. And he was married to her. Uh, but, and however, she was not faithful to him. And the Bible tells us in the book of Judges that Samson's wife left him for his best man. And so what we see now Samson trying to do, Samson is trying to fulfill that loneliness. Am I making sense? 
and because of that loneliness issue because he loved his wife but yet now she left him for somebody else it created a loneliness issue and because of that loneliness issue he began to look and do things that are against God's will Am I making sense in this room? Even Jesus himself cried out, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken thee? Even Jesus himself felt loneliness while he was on the cross. Loneliness is an issue that goes through the body of Christ. And many times we don't like to face the fact that we cannot do this thing by ourselves. That no matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how much we pray, there are certain things that only another human being can do for us. And we have to come to a realization of that, that it's not being, it's not putting God in, and it's not uh, overlooking God, but it's realizing that God has more for me and that we have to form relationships in order for the best me or the best you. Am I making sense in here? to be you can't be the best you until you're connected to somebody else god made it that way god didn't make you all sufficient he made you dependent so not only are we dependent on god but we also have to be dependent on other people am i making sense in this room and so but but the dilemma comes when we put people in the place of god that's when the dilemma comes. There's nothing wrong with fulfilling loneliness. There's nothing wrong with trying to find a husband. There's nothing wrong with finding a wife. There's nothing wrong with wanting friends. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's an issue when we put these people before God. And what ha- what's happening is, is that a lot of times because of our fallen state and because our relationship with God is not yet strong. And see, what we have to understand, Adam knew he was loneliness after he had maximized and tapped out his relationship with God. Oh, y'all not going to talk to me in this room. After he had walked with God and had maxed that relationship out, he he was walking with God to the point to where creation could not tell the difference between him and God. He had tapped out that relationship with God, took it to the max. He 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 had took it to its full potential, and then he realized that he was alone. And too many of us don't get our relationship with God right first. And then we go and we go right for our loneliness and go and try to form relationships and wonder why they don't last and why they don't work. Because God is not first. The Bible says seek ye first. It's a priority thing. It's God is saying, no, I can't fulfill what humans can do for you. But I have to be first because in all your ways acknowledge me and I will what? Direct your path. You don't even know who you need. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. Not so much even what. You don't even know who you need until you know me. Until you've been intimate with me. Until you've connected with me. Until we've had a relationship. You can't make the right choice on who your friend's going to be. Or who your husband's going to be. Or who your wife's going to be. Until you submit yourself to me. And let me pull out of you. Y'all going to miss this thing in here. Let me give you what you were supposed to have when I created you. Until you come to me. Until we turn to God. Until our relationship with God is tight. We can't fulfill. We can't form healthy relationships. So our problem is that we come to man to man. Woman to woman looking for God. Oh yes we do. Yes, we do. We look for God in people. Yes, we do. We, we want God. We want people to be God. Because the moment they make a mistake, we're ready to drop them. I knew she wasn't nothing. I knew he was good for nothing. I knew you couldn't trust them. People can't trust you. 
You flesh and blood just like they are. You lie just like them. You cheat just like them. You're dishonest just like they are. You can't be trusted. But thank God for the grace. And when we have a right relationship with God, then and only then can we see people correctly. Am I making sense in here? And so that's what God wants us to fulfill our loneliness for us to, to have the feeling of loneliness to depreciate and to leave us. We have to first have a relationship with God and allow him to direct and formulate our relationships with people. Am I making sense in this room? So now we look at our text, John chapter 5. There are four main characters that I want to deal with here in John chapter 5. I have a little time to do that. All right, four main characters I want to deal with here. The first one I want to deal with is what they call the impotent man. There, there was, in John chapter 5, an impotent man. Now, I want to show you what kind of position this impotent man was in. This impotent man was at the sheep gate or at the sh- at place of the sheep place, which they called Bethesda, which means house of grace. He was laying in the house of grace. He was sick, but he was laying... In the house of grace. Am I, am I making sense? All right, now, now keep that in mind. The Bible calls him impotent. That, that means that's opposite of omnipotent. Omnipotent is all power. Impotent is powerless. What he was saying is that this man had no power over his life. He was powerless in every situation. Am I making sense in it? His business, he couldn't do business right. He couldn't get his finances together. He couldn't get his spiritual life right. He couldn't formulate right relationships because he was impotent. He was powerless. So here we have this powerless man laying in the house of grace. Now I come by to let you know that you can be in the right place and still not receive your blessing. Oh Lord. You can be in the right place and still not get your healing. You can be in the right place and still not get your deliverance because it's not just being in the right place, it's being around the right people. And so we see this man in the right place, but he was surrounded by people just like him. They was as sick as he was. They they were as powerless as he was. They were as blind as he was. And here he is in the right place, waiting where, where miracles absent, where miracles happened, but yet it was no effect because he was with the wrong people. Am I making sense in this room? The Bible says that he lay there with men that were blind, men that were weak, men that, that, that were paralyzed, men that were sick, men that had been lame. And he's lying there with them. And the problem with some of us, the reason why we can't get our deliverance is because we're hanging around the wrong folks. We didn't got saved and delivered and we think because we come to church, things are just going to change. But on Sunday after church, you're going right straight to Honey Boo Boo's house. Hallelujah. Or you're going right over Raheem's place. And you're so saved and sanctified that you and everybody drinking, but you ain't going to have a sip. You so saved and sanctified, everybody smoking weed, but you ain't going, I ain't smoking no. And I stopped by here to tell you, you keep hanging around Fahim's house, you keep hanging around with Honey Boo Boo, and you're going to be doing exactly what they are doing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. Because you are who the company that you keep. Am I talking to somebody in this room? And let me explain some more about these people here. These people were stuck on a system. They were bound to a system. The Bible says that every once in a while, an angel would show up and trouble the water. 
Amen. So they will wait. So here they are sick, blind, crippled, and crazy in a place of grace and mercy, but yet they were stuck in a system. So the grace of God was in all in effect. It was voided. Because they were stuck in the system. So the only way they could get blessed was through this system. You ain't going to talk to me in this room. And too many of us are hanging around folks that live on a system. You can't do nothing until your job pay. I can't wait for another two weeks. Then in two weeks come, you spend all your money and then what? I can't wait for another two weeks. Some of us can't wait till the first of the month. First of the month come, you get your food stamps and everything else. And what? You're waiting on the next check. Some of us can't wait till tax time. Get the getting them taxes together, lying about you got more kids than what you got, all that other mess. You can't wait, but then before you know it, here comes March and you ain't got no more money than you had before. Because you are subjected and you live off of a system Woo. that was made to fail and to keep you impoverished. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. And the problem is, is that you got too many people that waiting on a check just like you. My prayer, God, split me up with the right folks. I need the folks with the right mentality. I need some folks that know how to maneuver around the system. I need some people that if the job fails or they go off, I need some folks that know how to survive even through a layoff. I need some people that know how to survive when the government takes you off of assistance. I need some folks that know how to survive even when your health goes bad. God, surround me with folks that knows how to survive. And we are surrounded by people that just lay down on their backs and complain. Somebody shout, Lord, save our generation. We have a generation of people that lay up in pajamas all day long. Pajamas in the post office, pajamas in the bank, pajamas grocery shopping, pajamas in church. They wear pajamas all day long. They wake up at one, go out till about three and come back home and go to sleep. That's the mentality that is in our generation now. No get up, no trying to go to school, no trying to better yourself. And then make it so bad you only find friends that do the same thing. And don't let somebody in your clique get somewhere. Oh, they think they all that now. They think they all this. She thinks she all that because she got accepted to school. Let me tell you something. If you are that person, you keep doing what God called you to do. Because you don't want to live on no system for the rest of your life. So somebody shout, Lord, deliver me from the system. So that's the first kind of group of people we got to be delivered from. Folks that live by a system. And when God tries to do something radical, they can never go with them. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. They can never go with God because he's radical. And because they're not used to this type of thing, they're only bound to the system. They, oh, that's, why are you going to church every week? Huh? You don't see no sister coming to church when you live on a system. Some of us are more uh, 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 expect or expectancy. Our levels of expectancy are only for the first of the month and don't even think about the first Sunday. Don't even think about the next Sunday. Don't even think about the presence of God. I don't know about you, but the Bible says, He who hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. God says, I'm ready to fill you. I'm ready to bless you. He says, but you're hungry and thirsting after the wrong thing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. So that's the first group of people we need to be delivered from. 
those that just lay up and live on a system. Hallelujah. No type of get up on them about just laying there complaining about anybody else that gets here. Oh, just don't. The, the, the man won't let me work. This one won't let me do it. That one won't let me do this. I can't do this. My mama did that. My daddy did that. And, the, and before you know it, it's 38 years that went by in your life. And you've done nothing but lie there and complain why you can't get up. Second group of people that we want to talk about, we want to talk about this angel. Now, I preached a sermon on from this a few years ago. It wasn't even here, but I preached about the biased angel. This angel is interesting. You know, and I did some research to find out whether this angel was an angel of the Lord because he, his actions disturbed me. The Bible says he came every so often. The Bible used the word season. He came seasonal. And the Bible says that he troubled the water. And when he troubled the water, he watched people that were sick blind and crippled fight to get a healing that bothered me i said what kind of angel would sit back and watch folks fight over a blessing what, what, what kind of angel is that so when i just start doing my study now i think the niv says the angel of the lord the king james doesn't specify what kind of angel this is and then i was doing some more research i know i realized that john refers to angels as being pastors and so when I looked at it, I said, hmm, isn't that interesting? He says that this angel had, he, he, had, the, he, he had the come, and he, had, he was seasonal, and he came and he stirred up the water, and he watched as people fought. They pushed each other out the way. They shoved each other out the way. Because mind you, they were already on a system, and they already thought the only way that they could get blessed by, was through this angel. Oh, y'all missing this. And they were so dependent on this angel's actions that he was their savior. And the Bible says that the angel was limited because he couldn't even do it all the time. The second group of people that we got to get out of our lives are the seasonal folks. We're making too many permanent decisions off of seasonal people. You ain't going to talk to me in this room. Seasonal people are like that dad that only show up every birthday or every other Christmas. Seasonal people don't care nothing about your well-being. All they want to do is just do what they have to do when they have to do it. Am I making sense in there? Seasonal people are limited. Not only are they seasonal in appearance, but they're seasonal in power. You ain't going to talk to me in this room. They, 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 there's no continual flow of deliverance through them. There's no continual of, 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 of anointing through them. They're seasonal. They can only work in a certain season. And too many of us had got excited over miracles that were performed by only seasonal people. Oh, y'all missing this. And so we followed seasonal people. We married seasonal people. We worked for seasonal people. And we're wondering what is going on. They were only good for a season. We've got to have the spiritual eye to allow God to connect us to the right people. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. Because everybody can't do everything all the time. Oh, you're not going to talk to me in this room. God only empowers some people to do things some of the time. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. So you got to have a special relationship with God in order to be doing something all the time. And the Bible lets us know here that this man only came by every once in a while. And the Bible says he troubled the water. The only way he could get people healed was by creating trouble. 
The only way he could work his magic was by creating. You know people like that? The only time they're any good is when they create trouble. They create all this chaos and then they try to do something. They can only work in chaos. This angel could only work in chaos. And guess what? This man and his, all his other friends that were there paralyzed were puppets in his game. He used these people to make him feel better. He used these people to make him be better. And here, look how much respect they had for this man, for this angel. So much respect that they would just wait around there all for, for years, waiting for this man to come back, waiting for this angel to show back up again, to go ahead and trouble the water. And, 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 and nobody ever thought that maybe he ain't the one. Oh, amen. Because the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. They should be able to what? Lay hands on the sick. And the Bible says that they shall what? Recover. So the second group of people we got to be delivered from are seasonal people. Now the third, third person I want to talk to you about is what the impotent man calls no man. Jesus said, will thou be made whole? He said, I have no man. And so I want, you, I want us now to talk about this no man, this, this no man. Now the no man is the person we blame for being in the situation that we're in. Oh, amen. Amen. No man is that individual that we, if they go ahead and get their life together, they go ahead and do, then I, my blessing will come. That's who that no man, that no man, too many of us have surrounded our lives with a bunch of no men. Y'all, y'all missing this. A bunch of no men, that no men, people that are, that, that we have predicated that when they do this, then I'll be okay. Uh, oh, uh, we do like, oh, I can't wait. As soon as the boss finds out what kind of work I am, I won't get that promotion. Uh, so, girl, I'll be okay. As soon as he marry me, everything will be all right. Oh, I'll be okay as soon as my child gets right. And we, uh, we got all this responsibility on the actions of somebody else. And, the, and, the, and the honestly, the, the most thing about no man that I want y'all to realize is that no man normally is a figment of our imagination. Because no man normally is not even thinking about doing what you want them to do. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. And, and so, so now no man, so he had created a figure in his mind. And he says that I have no man to help me. He says I have, and so many times all we complain about is I have no help. And, and so here we go. We are dependent on people that we have fixated in our minds that carry so much deliverance and power that as soon as they do the thing that we want them to do, then our blessing will come. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a system that we have submitted ourselves to that is not of God. Because I've stopped by here to tell you, I can't wait for you to do right in order for me to do right. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. I can't wait for you to do the right thing in order to live a blessed life. I can't wait for you to get your life together in order to live right. That's foolishness. We need to be delivered from no man. The people that we're waiting to do things that even after they do them ain't going to bring us what we want. This man said, I have no man. But don't you know, if somebody really was there to help him, there still was a chance that he wasn't going to get healed? Because he wasn't the only one in that position. He wasn't the only one lying there in that predicament. Am I making sense in here? And now the fourth person, the final person I want to speak to you about is Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to know Jesus showed up. 
he looks at the man, and I want you to know something. He says, wilt thou be made whole? Notice he didn't address the issue of his impotency. He didn't ask the man, do you want to walk? See, he asked blind Bartimaeus, he said, he says, do you want to see? He said, you know, he, he, he said, uh, he, you know, he, he said, uh, blind Bartimaeus cried out, said, Lord, have mercy upon me. And he allowed him to see, gave him eyes to see. He, he told the woman that was in the synagogue that was uh, 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 bent over for 18 years. He said he called the spirit of infirmity to be loosed from her. But with him, he didn't go through all that. He asked the man a question. And what he was trying to get the man to understand is that uh, your deliverance is predicated on what kind of answer you give. God is always asking us questions, but how are we answering God? God is always coming to where we are, but how are we answering God? And so Christ asked me, he says, will thou be made whole? Now I want you to understand something that the man's greatest problem was not him not being able to walk. His greatest problem was the fact that he was a lonely man. And God and Christ knew that I could get this man to walk with no problem, but his real issue wasn't that he couldn't walk. If he could walk, if I only heal his legs, if I strengthen his legs to walk, he still would be incomplete. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. Because he already expressed to the man that I'm lonely. He already told Jesus, I don't have anybody to help me. I'm out here all by myself. I'm laying here all alone. All I got these crazy folks that look just like me. They just as sick as me. I don't have anybody else. So Christ answered, looked at the man. He said, will thou be made whole? He wasn't concerned in just the man's ability to walk. He knew now he had to be a whole person. He had to be able to walk and form relationships correctly. He had to be able to walk and do business right. He had to be able to walk and know how to work with other people. He had to be able to walk and know how to speak correctly. He knew that this man had a whole flood of issues and he couldn't just deal with the one that he was putting that was visible. So he asked him a question, will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole and the man's answer was well I have no man because every time I get down to the water somebody pushes me out the way have you ever felt like that have you ever felt like that as soon as you were so close to your breakthrough somebody just knocked you out the way have you ever been so close and this way you're getting your life back on track and then all of a sudden here come Ray Ray calling you again and you thought you didn't got rid of Ray Ray years ago and it seems like every time you get ahead here comes somebody setting you five steps back am I talking to anybody in this room have you ever felt like okay I'm, I got an increase on my job then all of a sudden the car breaks down I tell you one thing a few years ago it seemed like all went alone that car would work all went along through extreme cold it would work as soon as I had my break between June and September and had no paycheck coming in that thing broke down every summer faithfully and I would save up money to have for the rent save up money to have for the mortgage and then all of a sudden here come that car and I'm like I can't believe it again it gets frustrating to be so close to your breakthrough and then all have it and then have it snatched away it's frustrating to plan for something and then you get there to the time to where you're going to be able to spend what you plan or do what you plan and then something else comes along has anybody ever been through something and then after that here comes something else and then after that here comes the other and then after that here comes the next thing has it been one thing after the other after the other is there anybody here that just wants a rest 
It's not that I can't endure it. Sometimes I just want a break. Sometimes I just want things to work out the way I planned them to work out. Is there anybody else in here ever felt like that? The man said, as soon as I got there, as soon as I got there, I'm so close to the water, I can smell the chlorine. I, I, I'm so close to the water. I see the angel. I see the stern. I see the place I need to go. And then I and here comes somebody else that's just as weak but yet stronger than me, and knocks me out the way. And Jesus never responds to what the man said. He looked at the man and said, "Take up thy bed and walk." Because what he realized is that the healing doesn't come through systematic approaches. You know, we kind of got this thing in our minds that, okay, okay, if, 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 if I do this A, B, and C, then this is going to happen. If I pray fast and all, and we got these systems that we've created throughout, throughout, you know, through reading scripture. We think that we got formulas, but I've stopped by here to tell you, every time you think you got a formula, God will always come and let you know it ain't going to work that way. Because God does not want us to be dependent on fasts. He doesn't want us to be dependent on, on uh, things outside of him. You know what he wants us to be dependent on? His word. Y'all missing this already. He said, I want you to be dependent on his word. He said, I want you to be dependent on what I spoke and stop thinking that all this got to take place in order for me to do that. I've stopped by here to tell you, I'm standing in the midst of your situation. I'm looking you dead in the face and all you talking about is how much you do. Shut up and get up and move from your place of affliction. God says, I'm breaking systems. Y'all not gonna talk to me. He said, I'm breaking. He says, your healing is not gonna be systematic. You, you, it's not gonna be from creating something that you think is gonna work. I've stopped by here to tell you that your, that your healing is gonna come through a crazy, unnatural, supernatural thing that only Christ can do out of his mouth. I've stopped by here to tell you that can't nobody bring you no deliverance. We can lay hands on you all day. We can pray for you all night. We can tarry with you all week long. But at the bottom line is, unless you adhere to the voice of God and your body responds to what he says it's all null and void we've wasted time and I've stopped by here to tell you that we want to respond to the pastor but we don't want to respond to God's word we want to respond to the no man but we don't want to respond to God's word we want to respond to the person to the rest of the people that's around us but we don't want to respond to God's word but I've stopped by to ask you a question whose report will you believe there's, there's something that is contingent on you. You've got to believe the voice of God. You've got to believe what God says. And I'm stopped by here to tell you that your issue is deeper than what you think your problem is. The root of it is that you're trying to fill a void that your daddy messed up. You're trying to fill a void that your mama messed up. Some of us are trying to compensate for what our spouses have done. But I've stopped by here to tell you that there's no formula to how God's going to bless you. You've just got to believe his word. And is there anybody in here that's going to believe the word of God? The Bible says that Jesus looked at the man and he said, he told the man, he said, take up your bed and walk. He told the man to take up the very thing that he was laying on. Because I've stopped by here to tell you that this man was content and comfortable. Whoop. 
As, as crazy as it seems, I've stopped by to tell you that though the man was, was impotent, though the man wanted to be healed, but he was comfortable laying there. Because after we've been in a situation for so many years, we get content. But when Jesus showed up, he had to let the man know that you're not supposed to be living here. And what the enemy will do is the enemy will give you a bed to lay on and to keep you comfortable in your sin. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. He'll give you something comfortable to rest on in order for you to stay in the situation that you're in. The enemy wants you to stay broke. The enemy wants you to stay sick. The enemy wants you to stay confused. So he'll give you a bed so that you can lay down in the infirmity or in the situation of your body but I've stopped by here to tell you to prove that God has power over the enemy not only do you have to rise but you got to take up that bed that you were laying on and you have to carry it and you're carrying it to let the enemy know that what you meant for evil God turned it around for my good you got to let the enemy know that you left me sick but now I'm healed you got to let the enemy know that I've been delivered from the people that you try to bound me with the people that you try to use to confuse me the people that you try to use to keep me comfortable is there anybody in this room that was once like this man you was laying in your bed of affliction you were comfortable in your sin you were comfortable in your non-belief you were comfortable doing nothing you were conformed to a system but one day God showed up and he told you to get up out of that bed he told you to get up out of that situation and you had no choice but to get up well the same word that God spoke to this man is the same word that we're speaking to you today stop lying in there in that situation stop lying in mediocrity stop laying there in trouble and get take up your bed and begin to walk let the enemy know that God has strengthened my legs let the enemy know that God has strengthened my mind and I'm not listening to what the devil said but I'm listening to what God says he who has an ear let me hear not what the doctor says not what the lawyer says not what people are saying but what the spirit is saying is there anybody in here that hears the spirit talk is there anybody in this room that even though everybody else was speaking but the spirit spoke in a distinguished voice I want to show you one more thing before I sit down I want you to realize that Christ showed up to a place where there were a whole lot of people sick and he spoke to one man but he spoke loud enough for everybody else to hear it but only one man responded to the word I've stopped by here to tell you that if you hear a word I don't care who you think God was talking to you better respond to it too 
if you hear a word I don't care if it doesn't apply to your situation today but you better store it up because as sure as I'm standing here whatever your neighbor went through if you didn't already go through it get ready because you're going through it too because the enemy has no new tricks he's going to try the same stuff over and over again but thanks be unto God the Bible says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony and I stop by here to tell you that the same God that brought me out of my mess the same God that healed my body the same God that transformed my mind the same God that saved my daddy off of drugs the same God that healed Ella Taylor from that cancer the same God that kept marriages together when they were failing the same God that rose Lazarus from the grave the same God that healed you when you were sick that kept your family together that kept food on your table that same God is alive today and that same God going to bless me the same way that he blessed you because God is not a respecter of persons is there anybody in here that's just waiting on your blessing well what you need to do is give God a praise for what he did for your neighbor because God is getting ready to shift what he did for your neighbor and put it on your life is there anybody in here that's ready to carry the very thing that was carrying you kick your drug habit goodbye kick your sex addiction goodbye kick the pornography goodbye kick the alcoholism goodbye in the name of Jesus I am free and whom the son says free is free indeed do I have anybody else in here that's been freed by the Holy Ghost well let the redeemed of the Lord say so if you've been redeemed from a scattered mind you ought to say so if you've been redeemed from financial complexities you ought to say so if you've been redeemed for hormoning you ought to say so if you've been redeemed from cocaine you ought to say so if you've been redeemed from adultery you ought to say so let the redeemed of the Lord say so say so say so Say so, say so, say so, say so. Give God a praise, the redeemed of the Lord. You've been free to praise him. You've been healed to give him glory. You've been healed to give him honor. You've been delivered to give him praise. You're no longer in bondage. My praise is not predicated on how I feel, but it's predicated on who he is. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still God. He's still my Savior. He's still a way maker.
breaker. He set a bridge over troubled waters. Somebody in here, give God a praise because he's still God. He's been faithful when we haven't been. He's been good when we haven't been. He's been just when we've been unjust. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so because the Bible tells me that after the man got his healing, the religious people tried to bother him. So you're going to have to give an account on what God does in your life. You can't just get healed and not say nothing. But people are going to be questioning you on what happened and you're going to have to tell somebody I don't know who it was. I don't know what happened. I was just sitting there. But all I know is that a man came up asked me to get up. Strength came back in my legs. Before I knew it, I wasn't looking at who was around me. All I could see was his face, and in his eyes was love and grace. I didn't deserve to get up, but when I saw his eyes and how he looked at me, it wasn't how I saw myself. That's why I knew that was God. He didn't see me falling. He didn't see me broken. He didn't see me sick. He didn't see me sinful, but he saw me by the blood of the lamb. Is there anybody in here that's excited that God saw you through the blood of Jesus? Is there anybody in here that's excited that he didn't see you how your condition was but he looked past your faults and he saw your need give him a praise give him a praise give him a praise God doesn't see you the way you are but he sees you redeemed conformed reconstructed restored rejuvenated alive and living well that's why you gotta praise him I dare somebody in this room to lift up your voice lift up your hands and give God some praise because he don't see me the way that you see me he doesn't see you the way others see you but he sees you through eyes of grace and eyes of love shout yes shout yes Shout yes, shout yes, shout yes, shout yes. I dare 10 people just to get up and by faith begin to walk. I feel my healing, I feel my breakthrough, I feel my deliverance, I feel it, I feel it coming on me. The Bible says you'll be faithful over a few, you'll make your rulers over many. So I'm taking everything back that the enemy saw. Shouty yes, shouty yes, oh yes, shouty yes. Tell the Lord thank you. Tell him thank you for not leaving me there. Tell him thank you for not overlooking me. Tell him thank you for not forgetting about me. Tell him thank you for not considering somebody else. Tell him thank you for choosing me while I was yet in my sin. Is there anybody in here that realized you was a mess? But thanks be unto God, while I was yet a sinner, there was nothing attractive about me. There was nothing good about me. I 
couldn't preach worth a lick. I couldn't pray nothing. My voice wasn't that good. But thanks be unto God, he didn't look on my talent, but he looked on my heart. And the Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. Is there anybody in here that knows that God is setting you up to break out? Somebody shout breakthrough! 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 Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, breakthrough! 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 Come out of it! Get through it! Break through it! Break through it! The pain! The guilt! The destruction! Break through it! The Spirit of God is already in here! I dare you to lift up your hands and get what you've been praying for. Your prayer hasn't gone unanswered. Your prayer hasn't gone unanswered. But I've stopped by to encourage you that God is in the house and he's answering prayers. Money shot my shape. Money is being restored. Health is being restored. Families are being restored. Sound minds are being restored. Jobs are being restored. And the mighty name of Jesus and is there anybody in this room that will give God a praise on credit it's not that I see it but my God I believe it I believe what he said I believe what he spoke and I might not see it in the natural but I know it's been dropped down in the supernatural and my Bible tells me that whatsoever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on I feel it now here shall be loose in heaven and he said I give you the keys to the gates of the kingdom and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it shout yes shout yes shout yes oh yes shout yes biggest problem have been people people say this people say that that one did this that one thinks that that one works like this the other one works like that but I've stopped by here to tell you that you've been delivered from the opinions of man so you are in freedom to give God praise not predicated on what somebody knows or what somebody else's thinks but predicated on what God says and just in case you don't know my Bible says that we are the head y'all know it and not the tail we are above and not beneath we're blessed in our coming we're blessed in our going we're blessed in our uprising and we're blessed in our downsetting we are the lender y'all know it right and not the borrower am I making sense to anybody in this room there's no weapon y'all know this that's formed against us come on that shall be able to prosper and every
every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. That's what the Bible says about me. The Bible declares uh, that I'm the righteousness of Christ. A royal priesthood. Y'all missing this. He said we're a holy nation. Uh, consecrated unto God. Uh, I don't look like the world. Uh, we don't act like the world. Uh, but greater is he that's within me than he that's with. See, sometimes you got to say it out your own mouth to believe it. Come on, greater is he. Come on, that's within me. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout, I'm healed. Shout, I'm healed. Stop worrying about what you feel like. Shout, I'm healed. Shout, I'm delivered. Stop worrying about what you did last night. Shout, I'm delivered. I'm not doing that again. The blood of Jesus is on me. I'm not succumbed by that. I'm not bound by that. I don't have to work in that fashion because Christ has showed up and he broke the cycle. Somebody shout, he broke the cycle. He broke the cycle. He broke the cycle. I don't have to do what my daddy did. I don't have to do what my mama did. I don't have to do what the other pastors do. I don't have to do what the other prophets do. I don't have to do what the other folks in church do. Because God has broken the cycle. Somebody give God some praise because you're no longer bound by a cycle. But thanks be unto God. We are in the presence of the most holy God. Where there's liberty, there's freedom. So be who God called you to be. And give him some praise for making it done. Come on, come on. Preach to your neighbor right quick. Say, neighbor. Say, he made all things new. He made all things new. All things new. Look at him one more time and say, neighbor, don't judge me according to your limited knowledge of me. Because he made all things new. I'm not the same that I used to be. I've been restored by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God, for restoring me. Thank you, God, for remaking me. I feel like preaching. Thank you, God, for renewing me. Thank you, God, for setting crooked ways straight. Thank you, God, for making a way that are no ways. Is there anybody in this room that won't mind giving God about a 30-second praise because he's just been too good for you to sit there like nothing's happening? But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Give him a praise.
our greatest struggle are people. Just this. You know, when First Lady and I decided we were going to start a ministry, one thing we had to learn quick. That we couldn't operate on what people thought. We had to be delivered from people. And people was no exclusion of family. People are just people. And if you want to be what God's called you to be. I tell you, well, our biggest struggle is people. You know, I've been training myself to come into the house of the Lord with exuberant joy. Regardless of anything else. I don't care who don't show up. I don't care what goes wrong. I don't care what people... I, I, made, I, I had to train myself. Because when we come in here, we come in here for one purpose only. To worship the Lord. And God's like, 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 like Minister Brown said, God's bigger than all this. Bigger than us. Bigger than them. Bigger than me. Bigger than this house. Amen. And we got to train ourselves. To forget about, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, we got to be conscious. I'm not saying ignore folks. I'm not saying be ignorant. But I'm saying, well, I'm not even saying not correct problems. But what I'm saying is that don't let people stand in your way of your blessing. I've, I've learned that if you do wrong, people won't talk about you. And I learned if you do right, people won't talk about you. And I learned if you do nothing, people won't talk about you. And if you do everything, people are going to talk about you. So, so, so our desire is, is, is we can't please people. We have to please the Lord. And allow God now to mend what he needs to be mended. Huh? He, the Bible says he's a repair of the breach. Repair what needs to be repaired. Am I making sense? You know, do what needs to be done. And so we, we sometimes, what, what God's really showing me is that, listen, the more you take your hands off of things, the more I'll bring things together. So we be patient. Because, you know, sometimes we want so much, we want so much out of people. But God says, I'm working some things that you don't even know about. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me. I'm, I only talk about me. I ain't talking about nobody else. I'm talking about me. He says, he says you don't know what, what, what I'm doing behind the curtain. Because you, you, because you are behind the veil, but you got to understand you're in my presence, not in nobody else's business. And, and, and so, so the Lord said, the Lord said, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I got, and that's why we have to learn. I have to learn that. Let the Lord deal with things. Amen. I've been created to do the will of, fa of the Father. You know, I love Jesus because when he preached, he was done. After he was done, he was done. Amen. He wasn't worrying about who didn't like it. He wasn't worrying about what you thought about it. He wasn't worrying about whether you thought it was going to be a good word or a bad word, whether it was doctrinally correct or not. He, when he got finished saying what God said, he went on about his business and let the chips fall as it may. Because guess what? Whatever questions they had, guess we're going to work it out. And if these people were really seeking the Lord, it would have connected to them. That's what we got to do. We got to get into the place where we don't, you know, we, we get into places with people, and if nobody's praising, we won't praise. I'm going to talk about me. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. And I'm a human being. You are too. So, amen. So that means we go through the same experiences. We do the same stuff, believe it or not. Amen. So, we get in certain environments, people acting all shady and funny. Guess what? We start acting like that. Amen. So people start talking about somebody before you know it, you don't like them. 
and they never did nothing personally to you. You just don't like them because somebody else, because your friend or your homie or whoever it is don't like them. Amen. And so you decide you're not going to like them. See, we, 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 get, we get fueled by people because we, we put them in, in, in the place of God. And you have to listen to God's voice in order to see people right. Oh, you're missing that. Oh, Lord. You need to hear God's voice to see people correctly. Because so many times we judge folks by the, by the cover. Judge a book, as they say, by the cover. And you don't know what God's working. I'm telling you, you don't know what God's doing. I'm glad I don't know everything. Because, good Lord, if I knew everything, my God, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. That's right. So I thank God I'm limited. It makes me dependent on him. And this when I think I got it right. God always has a way of showing me that I ain't got nothing right. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Just when I think, I guess I'm the only one. I'm talking about me. I guess just when I think I got it figured out, he always shows me I don't have it figured out. That's what keeps me inquiring. That's what keeps me talking to him. That's what keeps me in relationship with him. Because see, after we done max God out, or we think we got all we can get, then we leave. Well, we start, that's why he's all sufficient. He's everything. Y'all missing that. Everything. He's everything we need. Everything we need. He's everything. And in order to get anything, we got to go to everything. Everybody's standing. The only reason why you haven't gotten saved, only reason why you don't go to church, only reason why you don't you are still living in back in a backslidden state is because of what somebody else is thinking. I'm talking to you. That's the reason why. <clears throat> That's the reason why you're worrying about what somebody else is going to say. There's so many people now in the wrong house because they're worrying about what somebody else is going to say. There they are. They just, they're at the wrong job because they're worrying about what somebody else is going to say. And, and I challenge you now. I challenge you to do what it is that the Lord is telling you to do.